Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Saskatchewan Rough Riders defensive back Luches Piravoy was involved in an incident at a local restaurant Sunday evening following his team's West semifinal win in the Canadian Football League. Luches Piravoy, like you said, he's a massive part of that defense. They need to play this one safe because this is a situation where if there's going to be blowback if he plays... It might be better off to not play him. Nobody was charged, so I fully expect he'll play. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is, and you're looking inside the campus of beautiful Trinity Western College in Langley, B.C., home of the Spartans. That's where Darren Moose DuPont is hanging his hat for the next three days, and he joins us as we crack the lid here on Hour 2, proudly presented by Great Western Original 16 beer. And uh, Moose, we've got a lot to get into today here in hour two, a lot to tuck into. I think if you were watching near the end of hour one, I said there has not been a comment from a viewer that's really tickled my fancy. There really hasn't been a comment that's floated my boat so far through two days and an hour of the RP show in Taco Time Viewer Takeover, which, by the way, Canadians love local. Go local, eat local. Taco Time uses fresh ingredients sourced in Canada. Our beef, chicken, cheddar cheese, sour cream, and Mexi fries, all sourced and made in Canada. Look, I peeked into the text line in the break, and there people have some thoughts on the CFL betting lines, the point spreads for this weekend. But before we go any further, can you tell our viewers what they need to know about Trinity Western College, what you've learned in the 12 hours since you've been there? Well, number one, they want to make sure we get it right. It's Trinity Western University. They like to use ah. the TR, the TWU. How right? about that? Um, right. There's some great shots here. I, what I've learned is it's absolutely gorgeous out here, by the way. It is lush. We did a nice tour of the campus. It's not huge, but it's very beautiful. And, you know, they have some nationally ranked programs out here. It's a wonderful athletic uh, university in youth sports now, the, the men's hockey program, which we know Barrett. Uh, runs that program, you know, just onto the U sports scene, but they had success, the other program, and now in the university sports, but they're really big, and you're going to see this hour in the volleyball scene. They've always had a nationally ranked volleyball program, one of the best in the country. Some of the best volleyball players in the world come here and play, so um, that's been really cool, and just getting my feet wet, uh, literally, because the rain is finally letting up here in 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 Langley, but uh no, it's been a wonderful start. Everybody's been really uh, rolling out the red carpet. I don't know if you saw on the social media, there was a beautiful gift basket waiting for me in my hotel room last night. So it's, it's off to a great start. I saw that. Well, by the way, my apologies to Trinity Western University. It's, an ha- it's a hazard of my age, Darren, because um, it used to be a college. I know they understand. It's like where I went to school was a college, and now it's a university. And now Trinity Western is part of Canada West which reminds me of something. I had, uh, you, you 
wouldn't know this, but I had our last session with our interns this morning. And I'm really sad to see them go, Olivia and Andrew. And uh, Olivia said at the end of our Zoom call, she said, Rod, where did you learn to talk like that with your voice and the way you talk? I said, diction class at Mount Royal College, which is now a university. And I won't get into it, but I'm like, that's going to take us several more hours. We're just finishing up your internship here. Now you want to learn how to talk? I know. Mm. Don't, just, don't, don't just wave a wand. Hey? Rise and fall and enunciation, right? Uh, you learn that in broadcast college. You don't just pick up a mic and all of a sudden you're good to go. You learn how to stick handle at a young age, right? That's the stick you handle should. in the broadcasting. You should. So as I see from some of our viewers here, uh, from B. Henderson wants to know if Chris Strebler uh, ever ended up signing with anybody. And the viewers came to our, uh, not to our defense, but they jumped in and said, yeah, Chris Strebler has signed with the Baltimore Ravens. They really want to talk about taco time. The general in Calgary has showed up. It's taken him a couple of days to absorb the Stampeders loss in the Western semifinal. But he says, I will say taco time does make the best tater tots. They say they're not tater tots. That's the thing. They they say they're not. Uh, by the way, approval. Hooters does a Hooters does a pretty good tater tot platter too. Haven't been there for a while, but I might have to go check that out. Um, but to get serious here, man, they want to talk about Luches Purifoy, and I I I literally just don't. And because it's the Rod Peterson show, I guess we get to talk about what I want to talk about. While that. Rough Riders defensive MVP got in the skirmish at the South Regina restaurant the other night after the game. It sounds like a very serious situation, which has not come to a conclusion yet. So for that reason, I'm out, as they say on Shark Tank. Ron Thompson, Texas, he's watching from Calgary, and he writes us on the 902 line, 902-518-3033. Says Winnipeg now 8.5 point favorites over the Riders. He says the Rider dressing room will be pumped. And I think he's right. I mean, when you think about it, when you and I were playing sports, Darren, we were never betting lines on our games. But you knew there were people that counted you out, right? Betting against you, as they yeah. say. Uh, I, I, initially, I thought, nah, the Riders won't pay attention to the betting line. But that's not true. Because I've spent a lot of years working on the same team with Craig Dickinson. And there were a lot of times we'd be standing on the field at warm-up, maybe the day before the game, the day before, through walkthrough. And you know Dickie. He'd have his hands on his hips and just lean back and go, what's the line? And I'd go, oh, Eskimos by seven. Oh, all right. At that time, he was the assistant coach, special teams coordinator, as you know. But they always want to know, Darren. They always yeah. want to know. So 8.5 point favorites. Ah, will, it, will, it, will it matter the motivation this may serve the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? At the end of the day, probably not. You know, did the line go up because of the, the news with Purifoy? Maybe. But the line went up because more people were betting on Winnipeg. That's why the line would raise. So if all the money's coming in on Winnipeg, that's going to force the line to go up which is going to then hopefully trigger some money to come in on the riders. How much do we have to move this line up before people start thinking that the riders are an appealing bet, right? 
it's getting there. Eight and a half in a playoff game is an enormous number. It's an enormous number for a spread in a playoff game. This isn't college football, you know, where I was an 11-point underdog against Michigan in the Big Ten Championship. This is professional football. Um, it's huge. So this should trigger people to come in at Bet Regal on the riders. And that's where I would put my money as a, as a better. I'd put my money on the riders right now, um, 8.5-point underdogs. I'm not saying they're going to win this football game, but they're, I, I just see it being a lot closer than a nine-point game. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, Tacona Pauli watching on YouTube says, why is the RP show not in Winnipeg for the Western final? Because the RP show is in South Florida. That's where Rod wants to be. Tacona Pauli, I'll do the talking. You do the watching. Input not invited. Bingo! From you. Now, now in, fair, in fairness, I yeah. was going to attempt to be in Winnipeg for this weekend, but my dance card was full. So right. here we are. You got invited to Toronto for the East Final. You couldn't make that. That's right. And I had to be at the game of the year in the National Hockey League last night, the Florida Panthers, Washington Capitals. We can't be everywhere. You got to get us booked. Darren Workman. Darren Workman watching in Salt Lake City, Utah. I don't know how this came up, but it's one of my favorite topics. He says, a flagship franchise. To be a flagship franchise, you need players to want to play for you even for less money. CFL franchises need to have continuity. One-year contracts hinder this. I have no idea how that came up, but I love the topic. And let me just come back on that for a second. Ken Gill is watching in Seattle. And he says, will it motivate the Bombers because the line is only 8.5? Let's think about that. Just a thought. Playoff teams on the bye usually come out flat early in the game. Uh, from Chris Jarl, and where is he? I think he's in BC. Can I give the Taco Time gift card to Travis Green to split with his coaching staff? They're going to need it. I still don't <laughs> understand. Good. How they still have a job. From Nelson Hakowitz, he says, Momentum has definitely moved the line lower than it should be. We have seen all season the Bombers have been 10-plus all season. Take Sask to cover. I have them at 6.5. So, yeah, they're talking about betting lines for this football game Sunday, and I, and I love it. Get into bet, Regal, man. Get into betregal.net right now. And if you, even if you don't want to put up money, listen, because I'm cheap. I'm very cheap. So I don't like to fritter money away on gambling. This has nothing to do with me being in recovery from addiction of substances. It's betting was never my thing. I'm too cheap. I'd rather spend $3 on a cup of Starbucks coffee than on a prop bet. Who's going to have more passing yards? You know? So. <clears throat> Anyways, back to this. I'm sorry I got off track. God, there's so many good comments coming in from everybody, and I really appreciate mm -hmm. that. Tell your friends, by the way, about the RP show, and come on down to Winnipeg. Come on down to YouTube. I think with this flagship franchise thing, I know that people don't want to hear it in Saskatchewan. I've said it many times, but you're going to see. If what I hear is correct and what I read is correct, there's going to be 30,000 plus in IG Field come Sunday. I don't know what the forecast is going to be. 
But that is the marquee franchise in the CFL right now. I'm sorry. The, the executives are talking about it. The riders don't want to give up that mantra. But what are we talking about here? They're the defending Grey Cup champions. Um, I believe their merchandise sales are number one. I believe that's a fact. Free agents are flocking there. That's what Winnipeg has made them the flan franchise, flagship franchise of the Canadian Football League. And by the way, Darren, because people still want to talk about the attendance issue in the CFL. And you were saved for a day of not talking about it yesterday. Lucky you. I know. Do you not think if they approach a sellout on Sunday in the West Final, it's not going to blow to smithereens the excuse that, oh, people aren't going to CFL games because of the vaccination passport. They're not going because they're forced to get a shot to go. They're not going for this reason, that reason. Really, why are they going to Winnipeg? Because all the same rules apply there. They're I saying 30,000 plus now. I wonder if, they're gonna, if, I wonder if it's going to get to a sellout. Well, that's what I, I've heard from people in Winnipeg that's saying they're, they were pushing 30,000 a couple of days ago for tickets. They're over 30 so now. Awesome. Yeah. They have to be. And it doesn't mean that you're going to have that many show up, but you should. They'll be close. I mean, it, there wasn't 24,000 in Mosaic, even though that was the announced attendance, but that's beside the point. Now, it may be a COVID thing. People are up, out here talking about the attendance. They want my take on it, you know, around the campus here and around BC and there. You know, is it, well, it's got to be the COVID thing, whatever. And that's the low-hanging fruit when it comes to an explanation. That's the easy one. That's the low-hanging fruit. And it may very well be the case, but it might not be. It might not be. Now, we saw a million people watch the game. Well, it tells you that the CFL is still very, very popular. We know it is. It's a good league. We knew that. The game is, the game is good, even though the scoring's been down and the entertainment value's been down. Three down football is still incredibly exciting. It's our game. It's a lot of fun. Um, but that tells me that you're having trouble converting your fans into bums in seats, whether that's a lack of presence in the market, you know, engaging the fan base like usual. I know when we roll through Regina, there's not a lot of presence of the riders on a game day. There's no flags in buildings yeah. anymore. There's no, you know, jerseys up and down the streets on a game day. It, you could drive through town and not know the games are on now with COVID. That's a fact. Marketing right. You're not out, but you're not out during COVID doing events and putting people out there and going around town and shaking hands like you normally would. So you maybe get a little bit of a pass, but if this continues into next season in different markets and the season after it will be a concern, but in Winnipeg, despite external forces, they're still accomplishing things and putting butts in the seats. So bravo Winnipeg. If they pack that joint come Sunday, it blows every one of these arguments out of the water. That's all that I'm saying. And while you were on that wonderful monologue there, I went and checked up the, uh, the forecast. And by the way, Darren's monologue for toughtribeformen.com. It was designed to meet the unique demands of clean professional grooming. I just checked the forecast for winter peg, winter peg Sunday. Minus four Celsius in snow. Very CFL-ish for this time of year. Mm -hmm. Not terrible. How many Ryder fans are going to travel to the Manitoba capital? Is there a push on that? Are we hearing that? Come on, Ryder Nation. We need you on the road. I haven't seen that. But I'm sure there will be a lot of Ryder fans there. Minus four and snowy is not overly palatable. And I thought, well, while I'm going to look that up, I might as well just go one step further and go check the forecast for Hamilton. By the way, did you know there's a Hamilton, Ohio? 
There is, eh? I did not know. Yeah, just found that out. I was today years old when I found out there's a Hamilton, Ohio. But for Hamilton, Ontario, for Grey Cup Sunday, while it's a little far in advance, it's 11, 12 days away-ish, it looks like it'll be just above zero for the Grey Cup in Hamilton. And for December, (laughs) I got to think the CFL's on their knees thanking the football weather gods for that one. I know. When do you think? Because when when you heard December Grey Cup in Hamilton, we were all thinking, dope! Looks like it's going to be Dees. Hang on, Moose. We'll be right back, okay? Trinity Western University is where the Moose is. I'm in South Florida. We'll be right back. Let's uh, get her rolling with more Taco Time viewer takeover when we return. And on the way, Ben Josephson, men's volleyball coach at Trinity Western. He will also coach Canada at the Beijing Olympics. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Trinity Western University is the site of one half of the RP show. You're having a look inside the gymnasium. And coming up, Ben Josephson will be joining us. Your men's volleyball coach and the coach of Canada's men's team at the Beijing Games. Uh, The Moose is there in Langley, B.C., where he tells me it's 12 to 13 degrees Celsius there. And the viewer is writing in and telling me, huh? The weather (laughs) network says minus 8 Celsius for the West Final on Sunday. Mm. Well, it's four or five days away, so things could change. Um, Will writes us on Twitter, and his handle is very cute. It is F the Bombers. Okay. <laughs> he writes this on Twitter. Okay. Regarding the attendance, he says, to me, what it shows is all the folks refusing to go to the game for various reasons are still watching, which means they still enjoy the game and they will be back. If they weren't watching, maybe we should worry. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, writes in regarding the lack of a huge crowd, lack of a sellout at the Ryder playoff game, says, post-Jim Hobson, the Riders took their foot off the gas. They have people in that marketing office that don't care for this province. They don't get it, and they think it markets itself. So people weighing in with their various opinions on why there wasn't a sellout but if I may, having been around Dance This Dance a few times in my 30-plus years in the business of sport and marketing, I just think that people got out of the habit of going. They don't feel the connection. And when we bring up the NHL thing, <laughs> I noticed the guy in Seattle, Ken, says, really loving this discussion. Thanks for bringing it up. Um, down here. Tua, Tonga Viola, uh, Sasha Barkov, Connor McDavid up Mm -hmm. there, Elias Pettersson, where you are right now. They don't need to be out in the community. They don't need to be bridging the gap. They don't need to be pressing the flesh because they are up here. CFL is not up here, right, as a league. It's not in that bracket. It's not getting the media coverage. The CFL is not like it used to. So it's going to take a lot right. more work. It's just, it's just not top of mind to people anymore. And that's why what people in the rectangle, I don't think, understand is that 
If they're not selling out in Saskatchewan, what the hell's going on in the Vancouver's, Toronto's, and Montreal's? Right. Right? That's, well, that was... that's the point that they keep hearing, and you're trying to slap people across the face with it, and they don't want to hear it, but it is a fact. Jack, go ahead. Well, and in those big leagues, you know, you talk about, you know, Elias Pettersson out here and, you know, McDavid and Barkov. They still have to get on the community, too. You have to be seen by people. The difference yep. is with those people, with those guys, they're seen by the fan base every day on social, on TV, in the newspaper, and all these different areas. And in the CFL, it's not the same. So that's why you have to get out in front of people. Now, in places like Regina, you would drive around and you'd see watermelons and rider flags and stuff everywhere you went around town. So it was always top of mind. You'd see rider players on billboards because they you know spent the money and did the work and then you would go to school and you know paul mccallum would be speaking in your gymnasium and you know all these different things would be happening well those things aren't there anymore so we're not hit with it every day and now our attention is you know taken up by the nfl and by the nhl and by you know this thing and that thing and it's really hard you have to find a way to be in front of people on a daily basis and you know Winnipeg's doing a good job. That winning does help. Winning helps a lot. I think when you think about the Saskatchewan mentality of, you know, us being the little kid in the country and kind of us against everybody else, and that kind of brings us together, I think taking a backseat to Winnipeg for a little bit might be something that galvanizes the province and makes us support the team and everything again. But you have to get back to work for sure. Poll question today, by the way, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, which is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League? We do it every week, this poll, usually Tuesdays, but coming up with it on Wednesday this week. And it is, uh, your options are, of course, the East Division Final, Hamilton at Toronto, West Division Final, Sask at Winnipeg. And 78% on Twitter saying it is the West Division final, Saskatchewan at Winnipeg, Canada's Game of the Week. I think the viewership will be large for both. And by the way, there was so much ballyhoo made, Moose, about the million-plus people that watched the West final. Did you see a stat on uh, the West semifinal? Did you see a stat on how many watched the Eastern semifinal? Because I haven't. I'm sure if I looked it up or sent a text to Dunk, he'd know. But no, I didn't see a stat on that either. And, uh, you know, beyond that, I meant this morning when I was sitting at Brooklyn Water Bagel to look up that article from Damian Cox in whatever newspaper he's writing for now. I think it's the Toronto Star that he said that this could be the last Argos game ever come Sunday. And the only reason I would read it, because I think it's all a bunch of fake news, is just to see what everybody's talking about. Because it was brought up again to me today. Somebody tweeted it at me. Is this going to be the last Argo game ever? I'm like, what? what? Why, am I, why do I keep hearing this? Oh, Damian Cox wrote it. Why? What would be the impetus for writing an article like that? I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, are they thinking that the Argos are close to folding? Now, we're not sure what the real financial state of these teams that are in the Canadian football league. We don't know when you haven't had fans show up, when you haven't been able to do certain things, you've managed to get this league, you know, on the field during a pandemic. We don't know what type of support they've had. We know they've been able to access wage subsidies and a couple of little things here that have helped, but we don't really know the ramifications. Do we look at a league that has to fold a couple of teams just because of financial restraints? I don't know, 
that stuff's going to come out in the offseason, and maybe that's a little bit of Damien's speculation, but I have no idea. I haven't read the article. Yeah, well, I got to read it, and I just, a million things came up this morning. By the way, a sports update, the Toronto Blue Jays finalized their five-year, $110 million contract with right-hander Kevin Gosman. The 30-year-old will be counted on to provide star power to the Blue Jays' starting five with American League Cy Young Award winner Robbie Ray leaving for Seattle in free agency. Meanwhile, Robbie Ray and the Mariners have finalized their $115 million five-year contract, coming off the best season of his career with a Toronto Blue Jays 2.84 ERA and 13 wins. An exciting matchup is on tonight's NHL schedule as the Toronto Maple Leafs get set to host the Colorado Avalanche. The Leafs have won nine of the last 10 and have allowed the second fewest goals per game in the NHL. The Avs have scored at least five in five of the last eight and are expected to get star forward Nathan McKinnon back from a lower body injury. The Oilers look for their fifth win in six games when they host the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Oilers star Leon Dreisaitl enters the game with a league-leading 40 points. Also tonight, the Sens host the Vancouver Canucks in the toilet bowl. NFL, the New York Giants gave an indication of their concern about starting quarterback Daniel Jones by signing quarterback Jake Fromm from off the Buffalo Bills practice squad. The Giants announced the move before today's practice. The Associated Press reported yesterday that Jones has a neck injury and his status for Sunday's game against the Dolphins here was uncertain. The sports update for our friends at dubnetwork.ca and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Now might be a good time to look at tonight's featured game, Moose. In the National Hockey mm -hmm. League, there are six. I pointed out a few of them there. The Raptors are off. It's Wednesday, meaning there's no National Football League. Yeah, and the Canucks are on the road, so you're not going to that game at Rogers Arena. No, what is your, uh, what's your featured game? <laughs> oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Bless Holy you. smokes. I just pulled up the score app. And you know what's wild? I'm going to relate to all the people on the West Coast here for a second because this is crazy. I'm not used to this. Looking at the app, all these games start at 4.30, 4.30, 4 o'clock. Yeah. Like, this is like late afternoon stuff. So my, my feature game will be Leafs and Avs. 4.30, buck drop out here on the West Coast. That'll be nice and early. You'd love it. So Leafs and Avs, that'll be a oh. heavyweight matchup in the NHL tonight. Um, hold that thought. Our viewers rallying to our cause. Ryan H on YouTube plus Nelson watching saying that 684,000 viewers tuned in for the Eastern semifinal Montreal at Hamilton. That ain't bad. That's good. Je Jeff, the stamps fan says Calgary is where the standard was set regarding being a flagship franchise. He said, at minimum, Winnipeg has to develop their own quarterback before they are the flagship franchise. Uh, no. No, Jeff. You're wrong. Flagship franchise doesn't necessarily have to relate yeah. to on-field on success either. It's very little to do with football. <laughs> yeah. At least that's, our, that's clearly our definition, our standard of it. But developing right. your own quarterback, what? Why? That makes absolutely no sense to me at all. I mean, I kind of get where he's coming from. The New England Patriots drafted and groomed Tom Brady and won six Super Bowls with him. I get it. 
The Dallas Cowboys drafted and groomed Troy Aikman and won three Super Bowls with him. I get it. But I but the CFL is different. Yeah. They're not drafting any of their quarterbacks. That's right. Now, I get where Jeff's coming from. I don't want to completely poo-poo his suggestion. And but the fact of the matter is Calgary started it. No, they not only did they not start it, they've never been it. Where, where do you ever remember Spicy. anybody saying the Calgary, the Calgary Stampeders are the flagship franchise of the CFL? Not since I've been on this planet, let's put it that way. For years and years and years, when I was following the CFL as a fan and then working in it for a generation, it was the Edmonton Eskimos. And then the Saskatchewan Rough Riders stole the flag from them and planted it. Mm -hmm. And I continue to say the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have stolen that flag from Saskatchewan and planted it, but people don't want to acknowledge it, but it's a fact. Yeah, not since got that nothing happened. nothing to do with football. Right, not since that, uh, since Saskatchewan took it from Edmonton have we had another changing of the guard. Now, Calgary's had a long dynasty as being a dominant franchise, maybe the best football team in the CFL. Before that, it was the Montreal Alouettes that had the dynasty for being maybe the best football team in the Canadian Football League. I mean, the Riders had their stretch in, in the early 2000s as well, in the mid or late 2000s. But yeah, it's a different argument. The Greek freak is watching on YouTube. G. Yanitsos, he writes in, he says, so are you saying that Bombers' top management is better than Riders' top management? How about that? How about that? I'm saying whatever you think I'm saying. <laughs> which reminds me, by the way, in the time that we have left here, which is a few minutes before we bring in Ben Josephson from Trinity Western University men's volleyball program. And I meant to put this in my quick six show topics and I didn't. But this could be a topic any day. Let's just say we are going to award for the first time ever the Taco Time CFL General Manager of the Year Award. And if we can all agree that Kyle Walters won it the last time we handed it out, the virtual award of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in 2019, who's winning the Taco Time CFL GM of the Year Award in 2021? And you got to vote on it before the Grey Cups play. Oh, what? <laughs> I didn't even think he was eligible. Why not? Look at what he did. He made all those off-season moves now. Because he's what? Mm -hmm. He's not Look doing the, the work moves, from what I hear. Yeah, from oh, what I hear. Okay. So what? So they're going to hand it to, it to Murph. Murph. Give it yeah, to Murph. Yeah, he's going to turn around and give it to Pinner. Well, Pinner's name will go on it, but it'll be in Murph's trophy case, okay? So that's how it'll work, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I could just see it. They've earned it. They hired the coach. They Now, they brought in all these players, and we were looking at their receiver group being like, look at these names, NFL names, Martavis Bryant, Kendall Wright, Bishop Sankey. At the running back spot, they had all these guys, and none of them panned. None of them came. They never ended up even making it to the Toronto Argonauts, but they put together a group. They made moves at quarterback and then decided they still wanted to go with Macbeth, and that worked out. They've tinkered enough to come up with a championship caliber team, and they're going to have a shot, one of four teams left, to win a Grey Cup. Dude, you didn't even have to think about it. I can see it now. I can see it now. Pinball strodes onto the stage. Here's your Taco Time GM of the Year award. It's shaped like a taco, oddly enough. And he's like, here you go, Murph. Goes right down, hands it to him in the front row. I could just see it. 
LFG. Yeah. Before we break, before we break from Earl James watching on YouTube, newsflash, CFL's been around for 100 years. Calgary is not a flag nor a ship. Approved. Uh, Earl, Earl Jones goes on to say, <coughs> Harry Jones, <coughs> uh, this is GM of the year. Okay, not coach of the year. And Jeff, and Jeff, the Stamps fan, is trying to divert attention by asking Ryder fans if Purifoy will play Sunday because we just dummied him. Hey, Kay Moose, we'll see you back here for overtime, okay? All right, thank you. Special guest Ben Josephson from Trinity Western University joins us after this break. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Broadcasting from Trinity Western University. That's where our next guest will join us from. This is Canada's daytime sports talk show. And dare I say the CFL's favorite daytime sports talk show too the viewers are awake and alive in advance of this weekend's division finals i just want to mention a couple comments here craig campbell watching in the gta he says argos tailgate nine ish a.m start on sunday prior to the win over the kitty cats jeff the stamps fan says could the large attendance on sunday be expected in winnipeg be the novelty factor of them not hosting a western final since the nixon administration has it been that long? We'll have to talk about that coming up in overtime because we're here to talk Spartans athletics. And we're pleased to be joined by the men's volleyball coach, Mr. Ben Josephson, who joins us from the facility out there. Ben, uh, welcome to the RP show. How you doing, sir? Fantastic. It's not raining today, so we're good. Uh, yeah, no kidding. I heard that it's a gorgeous day out there, 12, 13 degrees. Before we go any further and talk about your program, I understand that this has been a very exciting time for you because you're going to be coaching at the Olympics men's volleyball. When did that uh, decision come down and that announcement and what's it done for your life? Yeah, I mean, yesterday was the first day they officially released the press uh, release information publicly. So it's been a bit overwhelming the last couple of days with all the outpour of support and people excited about Volleyball Canada and Team Canada. Uh, I've kind of been in discussions with Canada probably the last two weeks. You know, I actually got the call when I, me and my family and I were in Disneyland. So uh, I got the call from from uh, our high performance director offering me a position and the happiest place on earth just got a little happier and uh, it's a dream come true. It's kind of ever since I got into coaching, the idea of coaching Canada, like that's the top of the heap. Nothing's bigger than coaching your country and try to go to the Olympic Games and win the first medal for Canada. Congratulations on that and your smile ear to ear kind of uh, tells, us, tells us how you feel. Yeah. And that is the yeah. Paris Summer Olympics. So congratulations on that, Ben. Now, it didn't hurt, obviously, that your program is number one in the country, U Sports, men's volleyball at Trinity Western. Tell me about this team and the year that you've had. Yeah, I mean, I think we all are strategizing how to make the best of coming out of COVID. And uh, one of our theories was we had this incredibly talented team that hasn't played volleyball matches in you know over a year. So um, when COVID cut the championship in 2020 short, I think we were the number one team there and we thought we had a good shot to win it. And last year, again, we thought we had a good shot to win it, but COVID shut that season down. So 
we got a bunch of really hungry athletes waiting to uh, get after it. So we were uh, trying to figure out how do we pack as many matches into this season, into the semester as we could. And uh, we got an opportunity to represent Canada at the Pan Am Cup in Dominican Republic. Um, all the Canadian teams were, uh, were unavailable to, to go. And as the defending champs still from 2019, uh, we got the invite. And so we got these seven high-level matches against uh, all the Pan American national teams. And then we got to move into our, our exhibition phase and we had a bunch of great matches there. And then we uh, had this two-week gap in our schedule and uh, the American NCAA teams all invited us down to come play. So we got to play teams like uh, USC and UCLA, Long Beach State, Pepperdine, so some of the powerhouses down there. So we got another seven or eight matches there. And uh, it's been a really heavy semester for match play, but um, we just have this incredibly talented uh, group of athletes. So every every game we're getting a little better. And man, this, this is one of the, the more fun, exciting teams that uh, that I've had in my career. Well, congratulations so far on uh, on winning this championship for U Sports. Can you please give me a smattering, a snapshot of where your players are from? Is it all Canadian, Western Canadian, some American, Pacific Northwest? What? What's the cross section of your team? Yeah. yeah. So all of our athletes, except for two, are Canadian athletes. We have one American from uh, just south of the border. He actually trained in Canada through his high school club years, and then we have a German player who just joined us as a freshman this year. The rest are all from Canada, and they're all over the place. We got a couple Sask boys and we got a bunch of Calgary kids and uh, about half the rosters from BC. Um, we don't have any current Ontario. Oh, we have one Ontario guy. We got another one coming in next year. So um, being at Trinity Western is a pretty unique place, you know, being a faith-based institution and uh, very specific in, in some of our programs. We get to target our recruiting base across the country and, and those who kind of love it, love it a lot. And we use this mantra of our kind of guys. So we're going to find you know, the best players we can, but they're going to be our kind of guys. And when you find those two things, then uh, we do our best to get them here. And once they're here, they, they usually blossom and to be pretty cool guys and pretty great players. And uh, that's kind of the group we have is we found the best players we could find that fit our style and our way from all over the country. And yeah, the, the mix, you mix them all in a pot and see if it tastes good. And so far it's, uh, it's been, been pretty good. Well, please, Ben, forgive my ignorance. The connection here, if anybody needs to know is Barrett Croft is a longtime friend of mine, your men's hockey coach, who will join us on Friday. And I know how excited he was to make the move up from the athletic conference you as a school were in to now Canada West for men's hockey. And they just got their first win last weekend, as you would well know. Was the exact yep. same thing true for men's volleyball? Did you move up from a conference? Can you explain how all that went? And if that is the case, how significant it must be to be number one in the country? Yeah, so when I was actually a player, so we're not even going to talk about how long ago that was, is when we made the move. <laughs> uh, after my freshman year as a player, we made the uh, move from the uh, CCAA ranks up to the U Sports ranks, then the CIU. And uh, so that was in 99, I believe. So now I just aged myself. But um, so for the last 20 years, we've been competing at this level. So uh, we won our first championship okay. in 2006. And then uh, I took over shortly after that um, for my coach, Ron Pike. And then uh, my first championship was 2011. And uh, so we've won five in my career so far. Um, you know, with two, COVID cost us at least one, maybe two. But uh, I know there's some teams out there that would argue that. But point is, uh, you know, we, we've been able to really build over the last 20 years into being a, a really great, great volleyball program with a lot of level of, of success. And, and again, we believe that Barrett and his group is uh, – starting that journey too but for us it was a 20-year journey to kind of be where we are today and um yeah we're, we're really pleased with the product that's out there but um again trinity western just affords you so many 
uh, I guess, easier roads in some of the, how easy it is to find really great people because those are the types of athletes who like to be here. And I mean, good people make good Spartans and uh, that's, it makes my life a lot more fun. I got three little kids at home and there's not a lot of reason to leave home that I'm excited about, but coaching uh, my volleyball team is one of those reasons. It's fun to leave my kids. You're the Alabama Crimson Tide of men's volleyball. That's what you're telling me. So I'll say congratulations. And I, and I know what it's like for recruiting for Nick Saban. Guys are dying to play for that program. So your success must just really help on the recruiting trail. Yeah, we, it's one of the best parts of college sport, you know, pro sports built for parity, you know, with the draft picks and the salary caps and it's good business to have everybody kind of all competitive where college sport is not that way. It's the, you know, in college football, college basketball, you name it, it's the same five, six teams that are there. Like look at the college football playoffs right now. I mean, <clears throat> those same teams are there almost every year. So, it, you know, it's kind of like that in volleyball in Canada too. There's, you know, five, six programs who are perennially great. And then there's always some programs that are trying to build into it. And we used to be one of those programs and I was a part of the lean years as a player and those were tough, but uh, you're right. I mean, it, if you can get your first selection as in recruiting, then uh, if you have the right talent, then volleyball is actually not that hard to coach, but finding the right people, the filtering out the, the people who fit your system or the character that you value, that, that's probably the, the art of it. Bump set spikes, not that difficult. Um, and which leads kind of to the new challenge in Canada is you don't get to recruit. In Canada, we have the players we have and we got to find the 12 to 14 best players we got. And we have to try to make a really great volleyball team in three years to go play, you know, the top nations in the world. So uh, I'm excited for the difference, but it's very much, uh, we get to first pick in, in college and we've, uh, we've had some really great athletes come through here. Wonderful interview, and obviously Trinity Western will be sorry to lose you, but I know very happy for you because you've earned this. Uh, ben, thanks for the chat, my man, and uh, good luck Absolutely. in Paris. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Ben Josephson, the men's volleyball coach at Trinity Western University. The Moose jumps back in for overtime after this break. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Yeah, the studio today, South Florida for me, Trinity Western University for the Moose. I want to mention a couple of things. It is Taco Time viewer takeover. Taco Time's signature hot sauce is made in-house daily. I don't doubt it for a minute. And Moose, as you saw on my story, my Instagram story, my personal account, at Rod Peterson Official, last night at the Panthers game, pregame meal for the media, ground beef in the tacos. No way. And you saw Stormin Norman, Stormin Norman, the guy that was handing out the food. I'm like, Norman, you guys get it. Ground beef in the tacos, yeah. man. They learned it from taco time. That's what he told me. Uh, by the way, introducing a few new sponsors, uh, partners of the day today, WorkSafe Saskatchewan. Not every slip, trip, or fall at work is going to leave you with a lasting injury, but it only takes one. Slips, trips, and falls can have a lifetime impact. Take safer steps with WorkSafe sask.ca hour two of the program as always is brought to you by great western original 16 beers they're found across western canada and if you're lucky there might be even be one in your fridge and for tough tribe 
for men, which will be, you'll be hearing a lot about Tough Tribe for Men. We were running a contest today, $150 gift packet to whomever texts into our text line, 902-518-3033. Just write Tough Tribe and you'll be automatically entered. I think we're giving away one a day, aren't we, Moose? Or is it just one? We got a few. Um, you know, we'll clarify oh. that, but we, we're going to have a few for a little bit here, um, especially leading up to Christmas. So, And there is a gift package. It, it arrived on my desk early this week before I left. There is uh, going to be a package on its way down to you, too. I love it. I love it. All these new partnerships, we welcome them, but I think the most important thing here that we need to remember is that the Florida Panthers food production staff gets it. Spicy. And it's ground beef and the tacos, just like taco time. Stormin' Norman, he's one of us. All right. We did the top five NHL, bottom five NHL earlier on in hour one. Yeah, It's time for everybody's favorite, especially for the NFL fan viewers right now. That is Darren Moose DuPont's top five NFL teams. These Miami Dolphins just down the road have won four in a row. I'm just on the edge of my seat. Have the Dolphins made your top five in the NFL moves? <laughs> what do you got? Not yet. Not yet. They're not there yet. Uh, Arizona's still number one until they prove that they're not. Look at they're winning games convincingly with Colt McCoy as their quarterback. When Kyler Murray comes back, they're going to mow everybody down. Now, Green Bay's done the same thing. And that's why they're like 1A or 1B, you know, Green Bay. They've done the same thing. They've had really key injuries, like skilled guys for their top players have been out with injury, and they continue to win. New England has become the best team in the AFC. They've got the longest active winning streak right now. Their defense is good. Their offensive line is really good. They don't take penalties. They don't turn the ball over. They control time of possession. And Mac Jones is a rookie. We're looking like the best quarterback out of that draft right now. Now he's in the best system with good coaching. So they check a lot of boxes. Kansas City has figured stuff out. And the most important spot for them is they figured it out on defense. And that was the concern. So they're up to number four. And the Bucks righted the wrong, or they've, they've steered the ship in the right direction, at least for one week, when they've moved up to number five and look for them to continue to climb up this list. So we're starting to see the teams separate here in the NFL. By the way, uh, yeah, your Patriots at number three. I get it. Well, not your Patriots, but the Patriots. Jen down at the Four Seasons writes and she says, I remember this. I remember the 16 and 0 Patriots walking in and thinking they had it in the bag. And all they walked out with was a participation ribbon. Anything can happen on any given Sunday. That's right. Riders shocked the bombers. Remember that Super Bowl? I don't remember where I was watching, but I remember Belichick left the field without shaking hands. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget it. Um, so the Greek freak, by the way. At the Four Seasons, they always sponsor and bring you overtime every day. The Greek Freak wants you to know, dare to dream Super Sunday at the Palace. The Riders upset the Bombers in the West Final, 3 p.m. Big screen, big sound. Then later, the Leafs whoop the Jets. He's not endearing himself to our Winnipeg viewers, but I have a sense he doesn't care. He says, you know where the CFL is on the big screen and all the NFL Sunday and NHL action is. It's up week, baby. That is from the Greek freak down at the Four well, Seasons. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. What do you got? What do you got? Well, great on that because that's the Leafs and Jets on Sunday in Winnipeg, right? I believe it's in Winnipeg. 
and there's supposed to be a Western final going on, the CFL. So if the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are pushing 30,000 and you've got this real marquee NHL matchup happening on the same day, even more impressive. Yeah, it's a big town. It's uh, it's a tough guy town, Winnipeg. Uh, I'm going back and I'm reflecting. If if Clark is paying attention now, and I'm sure you are, Clark, what was the comment? I feel like we had a comment here that came in that stands alone is the clubhouse leader for the Taco Time comment of the week. But at the moment, I can't remember who it is or what it was. It was last minute of play, last minute of play in the RP show. It was Earl James, and what was he talking about? I see he, it's on the screen now. Newsflash, CFL's been around for 100 years. Calgary is not a flag or a ship. Well, it's not endearing him to the Calgary viewers, but I get it. And I, to, you know, again, to Jeff the Stamps fan, who is a one of the P1s here, whether he likes it or not, he's a priority one viewer. He just got a little mixed up on what we felt was the criteria for the flagship team. Anyways, we'll yeah. do it all over again tomorrow. Moose, you enjoy uh, Vancouver, all right? Great job out there today. I will. Thank you. Enjoy the sun. Thanks to Stu Grimson and Ben Josephson uh, for joining us today. Most of all, you, the viewers, folks. Without you, there would be no us. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus TV. Truth's in the coffee. It's truth serum. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.